and welcome to another teaching by 119 Ministries. Our ministry teaches that the whole Bible is true and applicable for our lives today. If you would like to know more about what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. We hope that you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. Anti-missionary Jews and their converts are constantly challenging those who believe in the validity of Yeshua with the supposed gotcha that Yahweh never expected a man, human sacrifice, to make atonement for the sins of others. Here's how it often goes, the rabbi assertion. One man could not make atonement for other sins. The scripture never tells us that an innocent man can die as an atonement for the sins of the wicked. Such a message is utterly antithetical to the teachings of the Jewish scriptures. Here's a proposed response. Well then, how do you account for the following passages in the Torah? In addition, Yeshua martyred himself, against which there is no Torah prohibition. For more on human sacrifice in the Torah, please see our teaching, His Sacrifice. Let's look at some of those verses. Exodus 28 verses 36 through 38. You shall make a plate of pure gold and engrave on it, like the engraving of a signet, holy to Yahweh, and you shall fasten it on the turban by a cord of blue. It shall be on the front of the turban. It shall be on Aaron's forehead, and Aaron shall bear any guilt from the holy things that the people of Israel consecrate as their holy gifts. It shall regularly be on his forehead, that they may be accepted before Yahweh. Also Leviticus chapter 6 verse 25. Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the law of the sin offering. In the place where the burnt offering is killed, shall the sin offering be killed before Yahweh. It is most holy. The priest who offers it for sin shall eat it. In a holy place it shall be eaten, in the court of the tent of meeting. Whatever touches its flesh shall be holy. And when any of its blood is splashed on a garment, you shall wash that on which it was splashed in a holy place. And Leviticus 10 verse 16. Now Moses diligently inquired about the goat of this sin offering, and behold, it was burned up. And he was angry with Eleazar and Ithamar, the surviving sons of Aaron, saying, Why have you not eaten the sin offering in the place of the sanctuary, since it is a thing most holy? has been given to you that you may bear the iniquity of the congregation to make atonement for them before Yahweh. Having read all that, here's a related wonderful excerpt from MessianicTorah.org. Priests were established to help the people live in an intimate relationship with the Eternal. Many times, people would, by mistake, enter this sanctuary being impure, which generated guilt among the people. That guilt had to be removed in order for the people to keep enjoying the Eternal's presence without being exposed to the danger of His anger against sin. In order to eliminate that guilt, they had to burn on the altar part of the animals destined for this purpose and then eat the rest. So, on the one hand, part of the sin that was transmitted to the animal that bore the guilt of the people was burnt on the altar. And on the other hand, the priest ate the rest of the animal and the sin within it. 
Through these two ways of consuming the animal, sin was removed from the people who thus were atoned before the Eternal. In the Torah, this offering is not called sin offering, but just sin. In other words, it is written in this verse that the priests had to eat the sin, since the people's sin was transmitted to the animal through the hand in position. Sin was in the sacrifice itself. So it was then called sin. So when the priest ate from the sacrifice, sin entered in them. And in that way, it decomposed in their intestines in the natural way and got disposed of. This teaches us that a priest may introduce the sin of the people in his own body in the form of meat. This makes us think of the Messiah who took the sin of the people of Israel and the world in his body so the Eternal could forgive our sins and cleanse us to be sacred dwellings for Him and also be able to enter the heavenly tabernacle without danger. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Who Himself bore our sins in His own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness. By those stripes you were healed. Revelation 5:12, Saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Blessed be the Eternal for having given us Yeshua as a heavenly priest who took our sins in his body and eliminated them. And blessed be Yeshua for his faithfulness as a priest becoming responsible for our sins and taking them away to give us everlasting hope. And blessed are those who believe in the Messiah's sacrifice. Quite often, an anti-missionary will then point to Deuteronomy 24 as proof that Messiah Yeshua could not have died for our sins. Let's read. Fathers shall not be put to death for their children, nor children put to death for their fathers. Each is to die for his own sin. By quoting this, it is proposed that Yeshua could not have died for our sin, as all are to die for their own sin. Yet, here is the problem. Ezekiel 18 states that all are to not die for their sin. More specifically, those who repent and walk righteously will not die for their sin. Let's read. Ezekiel 18. But if a wicked person turns away from all his sins that he has committed and keeps all my statutes and does what is just and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of the transgressions that he has committed shall be remembered against him. For the righteousness that he has done, he shall live. So how can this be? Is Deuteronomy 24 verse 16 wrong? No. Deuteronomy 24 16 specifically states that no one is to be put to death, meaning involuntarily for the sins of another person. Let's read it again. Fathers shall not be put to death for their children, nor children put to death for their fathers. Each is to die for his own sin. Yeshua was not put to death for our sin. Yeshua offered his life voluntarily for our sin. In fact, Yeshua clarified this intentionally so that we would know that it was not a violation of Deuteronomy 24:16. Let's read John chapter 10. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. 
I know my own, and my own know me, just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, meaning involuntarily, but I lay it down of my own accord. He was not put to death. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my Father. So Yeshua's death was not forced upon him. He gave it willingly. For more of this, again, please see our teaching, His Sacrifice. Sometimes these anti-missionary criticisms of Yeshua and the Brit Hadashah can be intentionally confusing and can cause us to doubt. That is their intent, especially when they attempt to present several dozen similar arguments. However, as you work through such things, just remember, just as in this example and as with most things in Scripture, context matters and how words are used also matters. We hope that this teaching has blessed you. And remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. It is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge. If you feel led to support 119 Ministries so that we can continue this effort, please visit testeverything.net and click on the Support 119 tab. Learn how you can partner with us to take the whole Word of God to the nations.